0: This is Go Powercat publisher Tim Fitzgild, and we appreciate you listening to the Powercat podcast. You can now subscribe to our podcast with iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, among many others. Or you can just come to gopowercat.com and use the megaphone.fm player. And remember, K-State fans, you can get 30% off an annual subscription to gopowercat.com. Complete, independent, professional coverage of Kansas State sports. With analysis and commentary, you will find nowhere else. Now here's the PowerCat Podcast.
1: The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the PowerCat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the PowerCat Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald.
0: It's another, yes, another edition of the Power Cat podcast as we load up your ears, fill your senses here on the 4th of July weekend. Tim Fitzgerald and Marcus Watts are your podcasting team this week. Bradley Gates is on vacation. Zach Carlson is doing his other summer gig and doing it quite well. He's in charge of one of the Manhattan pools. Hopefully he's doing it well. Yeah. Fourth of July is a little busy for him. Uh, keep the kids above water. Yeah. Don't let them go to the bottom of the pool. Correct. That's a bad, that's a bad thing. Yes. This is the Powercat Podcast. We're sponsored by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Fourth of July weekend. We know what you're going to do. If you're a person who does that, and you're in the area, go to the fridge. They will be able to tell you this is the perfect thing for the 4th of July, be it vodka, rum. What well, the whole store is. Uh, beer. Just depends what you like. Wine. If you're a wine person. Is wine a 4th of July drink? Come on. I mean, if you're eating steaks, it's, it's like a, a red one. Shouldn't it be good? like a French Revolution if, if, if you are if you a person that enjoys the French Re- Revolution, get some wine. But for the 4th of July, <clears throat> stick with beer and uh, things of that nature. Maybe some Kentucky bourbon uh, or do what I do. The most American thing of all that I buy at the fridge, Mexican beer. <laughs> Nothing says the 4th of July better than a Pacifico. Okay. I don't mean to get political, but if, if everyone coming from Mexico could just bring me a case of Pacifico, that'd be great.
2: would be great. You could have a lot of Pacifico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into your questions from allba Station as we launch into a second holiday edition of the Powercat Podcast right here from the beautiful, wonderful, opulent WTC Gig Powered Studios. And we start off... With Wildcat Pilot 88, which I mistyped as Wildcat Plot 88, so it may sound like he was up to something. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's Wildcat Pilot. Um,
2: What is the role of a sports alum in a university? Is there a role? Not really. You know, I think we become fans after we're gone. You know, some take it a little bit further, you know, for themselves. Some will you know get really into social media and post a bunch of stuff um you know if the university calls the players and would like them to come back and speak to former players i'm sure you know some would be open to it some wouldn't some expect stuff from the university because of what they did there and they expect free stuff and free tickets and all that stuff you know i wish there was probably a little bit more kind of of that Unless you're, you know, unless your name's like Jordy Nelson or Terrence Newman or Darren Sproles, it's not as easy to get, you know, game tickets to a game. Well, plus, Jordy has a locker room named after him. because Well, yeah, and, you know, he's generosity and stuff. But, you know, unless you're famous or, you know, in the NFL, you know, you just can't come back to any game and be like, hey, I need a, Can I be on the silent or can I get a ticket for this game? You know, it's it's a little bit more difficult for some people. I think I think. You know, it's just, it's just to be a fan and be supportive. You know, you understand what the players have to go through day in and day out more than anybody else. Yeah, people hear about it. Oh, they got to do this, this, and this. But nobody really understands what you have to go through. Yeah. It's like it's literally dusk till dawn.
0: Yeah. When Every day. Student.
2: Except for, you know, a week, two weeks at the end of May, a week in before camp starts— and a couple weeks if you don't make it to a bowl game or a week, if you you know, if, if you do. So right. you don't have any time off. and You you have two jobs, two full-time jobs, a student and, a, and an athlete. So it's very difficult.
0: You strike me. You're an interesting study because you played 10
2: years ago plus, right? You finished up in 08? 12, yeah. Uh, yep. No, 07. So. 07? This is going on my 12th year. 12th year. Um, you were a prominent player in your era,
0: but that fades. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the prominence of that fades as new guys roll through. But you've kind of stuck in the forefront of people. I mean, particularly you're from Hayes. You're from Western Kansas. You were well-known coming out of Hayes. And now your job takes you into Western Kansas. How recognized...
2: Are you out there? Do people still? I mean, the good thing about football is you have a helmet on. Mm-hmm. Even though I was on a billboard across Kansas and posters and stuff, I mean, obviously, I don't look exactly like I used to twelve years ago. If you, you know, waved a power, tie, I have m- more baldness, more pattern baldness <laughs> going on. Um, but once once you once you introduce yourself, that would don't do know if they're if they're if they're a K State fan. If they're a football fan, you know, I've had that, but, um. Do you go by Mark though? No, I mean, legally, like through my work and stuff, everything's like Mark, but I don't introduce myself as Mark. I you don't him. want to be associated with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but we know him. It's not, so, No. You know, and if people don't know, I'm, I'm legally, my name is Mark, M-A-R-C, but I've gone by Marcus my whole life. So. Which is odd. You would think it's Marcus, but you got it shortened to Mark. Mm-hmm. At no point has your name legally been Marcus. No. It's never been Marcus. All my birth certificate is Mark, M-A-R-C. So I could just change my name to whatever I want. Sure. Timothy. Tornado.
0: (laughs) Tornado. No. So. Uh, Do you interact with other football guys? I know you do, Jordy. I
2: I, I, I don't a lot. You know. Well, I don't want you to speak out of turn to what they tell
0: you, but— do you get a vibe from other guys about this new program?
2: Mm, I didn't talk to too many people about it. You know, I I more talk to people in the know <laughs> that maybe aren't football players. So a lot of the information that I get and have I don't share with many people yeah. just because I don't want to – I don't know bridges and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't – I, I, I talked to Jordy a little bit about it, you know, that's about it just because I saw him a couple weeks ago but you know I haven't really talked to, I don't talk to any other football players besides Jordy we're not lying when
0: we say you work and you raise two boys
2: yeah I work I I raise two boys you know I talk to Antoine Plaid every once in a while you know the tornado that just went through Lawrence not too long ago what's he um, doing in Lawrence why well he lives in Lawrence but you know he uh, works in Topeka I guess I would do the same Um, but yeah I don't know why he's there so, but he's he's holding he's holding the fort down for us. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's he's painting as much purple as he can throughout. There's a lot of purple in Lawrence. So um, no, anyway. So I I just I don't I don't you know I kind of fell out of touch with a lot of them. Um, I was more close to the guys that were older mm-hmm. and a couple of years older than me than I was with guys yeah. in my class. So when I was in college, when we weren't at football, I was hanging out with. You know Antoine and Jesse Tetuan. You know, and going. You know, me and Dylan Meyer kind of would just go with those guys. Um, you know, when they go to parties or something like that. So, I, I just I don't know. I I got work. I got kids. You know, I just I just don't have a lot of time to just say check in on people, see how they're doing and stuff. But you know, when they come back for the family reunion game, the ones that do. Not a lot of them come back. That's more kind of the older guys come back for that. Not many from my class come back from that, or from when I played. But then you also have, you know, Prince guys versus Snyder guy. You know, it's, it's just it's it's weird. Even though I consider myself a Snyder guy, right? Um, even though I played two years under Prince and was a senior when Prince Jordy made his name under Prince, I consider him a Snyder guy. That's how you guys
0: entered the program.
2: Yeah, but Jordy. So Jordy's first year, as my first year under under Snyder, were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Jordy's junior year was it, it slacked off because he was hurt. Right. And he had a PCL injury. Um, but then he he blew up his senior year. You know, amazing. And so, and I was just destroyed. <laughs> I you had, nothing had nothing left. Nothing um, left. So, well, I'm gonna. You know, I I made my name yeah. under Schneider, right? And I think Jordy did too, even though he blew up his senior year. But everything was geared offensively for Jordy and Josh that senior year for right. Jordy, and and Jordy worked hard, did a great and did everything to make himself that, but. It's weird we're talking about him And I'm
0: literally staring at his I'm looking right past you to his image on our wall Yeah Uh, I'm not going to share the name of the former player But Excuse me guys I I, uh, Was at K-State 82 to 86 So on the tail end of my fraternity Experience The younger guys Were coming into the program You know and onto campus So I'm, I'm friends with a former player uh, Through the fraternity And I interact with him He's part of the foundation So to speak And uh, I'm not going to mention his name Because it was kind of a private conversation But he did share that The foundation era Is really concerned about this They feel like coach was run off Which in some ways he was I was. He, he said They're not happy with me Because I played a role in that And I'm like Well
2: That and you I, played a role? Yeah well, I mean, I was the one that wrote the story the same time, and I've been a little aggressive. If anybody – let me just – and I'm not trying to defend Fitz at all. But if anybody in this world thinks that an article yeah. can run somebody off or make the – oh, you know what? That's a good idea. That's a great article. I should do that. I'm that influential. <laughs> Come on. Oh, well, I, I I totally ran off Gary Patterson. <laughs> yeah. I totally did that all. I mean, people that I, I laugh at people. You know, I don't get involved in social. I see it all on social media. It's just social media is just a pile of crap. I recognize that as a journalist, we
0: have added voice. We yeah, have a stronger voice, but I don't think we're nearly as influential as people think, unless we write. You know, with an opinion piece, it's or or reporting, unless you write. Like a whistleblower, really, you know, they're cheating, they're doing this. Mm-hmm. You really don't have that big impact on things. You just make people <laughs> mad or happy or whatever you're doing. You, you, you're, it's emotion based, and people seem to be more emotional now than they ever have been. Like, uh, if you
2: say one thing, why do you hate him?
0: Well, I don't. I just said I just had an opinion.
2: Yeah, you know? it's just like you know, Gene Taylor. Okay, he didn't hire Bill, but he wasn't going to really. You know, just run him off when he came here. Right, things weren't going well. Recruiting was down. People,
0: you know, these guys that are further away from the program, who have this, uh, very, you know, like when Rome was built, Mm -hmm. they they remember what it was. They they don't see the they didn't see, the crumbling, that was taking place, and we did because we were real close to it.
2: Yeah, and it, and I love Coach to death, and I wanted him to be able to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, and and have nothing bad to say about the man. But at a certain point, you know it's time. Right. And it, it, that's nothing against him. No. It just, it, whatever was going on just wasn't working anymore. This was how it was always going to end. And the 80s got to be on the lookout for not just, you know, if ticket sales plummet, and people don't go to games, it that just, com- it hurts you as a brand. It it was hurt. coming. And, and and I think the AD probably saw something like that was coming. It was coming. And so, you know, he takes everything into consideration. And, you know, when it, w- the, there's never a right time to get rid of a legend. Never. So it didn't matter if he did it this year, if they did it this year, or if they did it next year, or if they did it two years ago, the same thing would have happened. With people saying, oh, he was ran out or, oh, he didn't get to make his own mind. He should have been, you know, oh, it was time, you know, there was never a right time. So, you know, what I never wanted to happen was that he, something happened, he passed away on the job. That would have been. That would have been the worst case scenario.
0: Horrific and traumatic for everyone. Fans on up. Yeah. If he had passed away on the job. Or on the sideline. Yeah. He was an amazing man in the fact that when he was coaching, he, he could
2: handle zero degrees and 100 degrees. I still don't know how he did it. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously he didn't want to go out the way he did. He wanted to have gone out as with a winning record and, you know, making a bowl game and, you know, but it didn't happen that way. So it is what it is. You know, as a former player, I didn't get too worked up about it because I've had Coach Snyder's back. When it comes to everything, um, you know, I have his back on how he treats media, and you know that that most fans don't agree with that. Um, the the limited access that he gives, um, so. But you know, it, I bet if you would talk to, seventy, well, probably more than that, probably eighty percent, ninety percent of the of the former players. That played, you know, from the late eighties to even two years ago, most of them probably would tell you, yeah, it was probably time to move on. They're going to have a celebration for Coach Snyder on July 13th. The tickets are available. We've got
0: information on our site or our newsletters. If you're not getting our Go Powercat newsletters, it's right there in the middle of the front page. Go sign up for that. Um, having some issues with signups, so be patient. You might have to do it a couple times if you don't get them. We send them out basically daily, multiple times a day. there will be multiple times when we're taping this on the 3rd. I've already sent one out. We'll do another one with the first podcast, and then whenever this one shows up. But this this is good. Coach Snyder left. It was obviously awkward. No comments. Should have the press conference. Not available. Wouldn't really talk. He's talked a little bit with ESPN. You could sense. And now they're having this celebration. Good thought. I'm not crazy about some of the execution with this. It's like, okay, now it's going to be public. I think it was going to be a private event, right? yeah it was going to be private private event for big donors and former players former players. Then they decided to open it up on short notice and I don't know that ticket sales are that impressive but it's good. it needed a bow on it. it needed to say okay, it's done because he just kind of left and in a huff it was you know even if you didn't know that as a fan you could probably sense it. It didn't end the way we would have wanted it, but it kind of, like I just said, it ended the way it always was going to end. Yeah. He wasn't going to retire. He, no matter how many times he said, "I want to leave it better for the next person," I want to get it. He wasn't going to retire. He 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 wanted to do this till the day he died.
2: And if you're Gene Taylor, you can't let that happen. That, oh my God, that's been horrible. I mean, you can let it happen. Oh. It's career suicide.
0: Yeah. Um, interesting question from Wildcat Pilot or Plot, depending on how your mood is. Uh, what do you see as the pros and cons going forward that may, with the new coaching staff that maybe us as media
2: fans don't see?
0: Anything out there? I mean,
2: I think one thing is is as fans, don't get so worked up about what happens today, what happens tomorrow, because it's too soon. So, you know, he, let's say K-State starts the season 4-0 beats Miss or you know in beats Mississippi yeah. State handles them nicely goes Oklahoma State don't get too worked up about it it's only 4 games because if you you got to you got to look at you know with an open mind that and even if they start 0 and 4 which they won't but let's say they do I, I'm going to get worked up I mean <laughs> they lose to the nickel state. I mean, Bollinger. if they lose the nickel state, but okay, 1 and 4. Sorry. Or 1 and 3. 1 and 2 or 2 right. and you know whatever, just you got to give it time. Um you know what the I don't know if there's any pros or cons to it. It's just when he says something or you know, they got 17 commitments. You know, I'm just like okay, you got a commitment. Show me the 17 on signing day. Commitments mean crap. They really don't mean anything, honestly. Maybe in some people's eyes they do, but until they sign on the dotted line, right. they're not yours. Now, some of those kids, you know, you know, a lot of them are like, oh, this is a guarantee. But at any time, they could be gone. This is my new thing I want from recruiting
0: services. Uh, we do the star ratings. This guy's a two-star, four-star, five-star. Um we at 24/7 do the crystal ball. I think he's going to sign with, and, you know. I love the guys that find out the kid's going to sign and then do the crystal ball, and then it's announced. You know that he's going to. Um, I want the star rating for uh, recruiting commitment stickiness. <laughs> one star through five star. Yeah. If you're a one star, if you good chance you're going somewhere else, or you're five star solid. That's that's what I want. That's that's my brilliant idea. Shannon, Terry, write that down.
2: Yeah. So I mean, the pros. The pro. I guess a pro would be you know. It's there's going to be a lot of change, a lot of th- different things, but it's also not going to look that different. Yeah. You know, there's going to be new flashy uniforms. That's great for the fans. That's great for recruiting. I guess. For me, as I'm an old soul, type of guy, like care less what my uniform looked like. Oh my God. I get to wear all I mean it'd be sweet to wear all white. But like I don't Got like, to think on Twitter somebody's been trying to push a lavender uniform. Yeah that's a God bit. help me I will yeah. Let's keep no. that on basketball. Well it's that's it's just horrible for football. Why would football wear lavender? It's not it has nothing to do with K State. Nothing. K State football, no. No, it doesn't and and if players are, you know, there's there's stuff in the works. My hill is the white uniforms, the all whites, white helmet, down to white pants. Yeah, and I I think that would look very clean in something K State, as a as a school could pull off. Yeah, because you can't redo the jerseys, but you use your existing white jersey. You just add pants, which are
0: pants. Yeah, and and a helmet's a helmet. It's a, you get blanks, and you put what you want on
2: it. But you know, so there's there's going to be some. That's about like the only real big change I think you're going to notice. <laughs> You know, but it's still football. And at the end of the day, wins and losses matter. And don't let the first year or the first two years judge how this university is, where this university is right. going. Because if you let that happen, then after Prince's first year, you think that things were going to be good because we, we won seven games. We right. went to a bowl game. You know, for me, and I think this is obvious, this is true with any new coach, but
0: I think in the case of Kansas State, when you had a long-time coach, 27 years with that three-year pause in the middle, so over a 30-year span, this program was truly about Bill Snyder. I mean, even so much so that when Prince left, the the university said, we got to bring Coach back. You know, they talked to Gary Patterson, but they brought Coach back. So it was about Coach. It's over now. We know it's over now. Last time... He left, and you're like, oh, we kind of want coach back, you know. But this program had, had an erosion of momentum and energy around it. It was winding down, and you could sense it as a fan because the fans were winding down. They traveled less. They weren't as loyal to coming to home games. Attendance was kind of dropping, not dramatically. We've seen it, the enthusiasm wind down in the student body. They don't show up in the numbers they used to. Maybe that's cultural, you know, more than dealing with Snyder. But this program really needed new energy. Any new coach brings it. We're seeing it happen at Kansas. According to some Kansas fans, they're a couple years away from a national title. You know, but that that's the wild-eyed stupidity that comes with a program that doesn't know much about success and wants it desperately. Been there. I recognize it because K-State's, been there. Stan Parrish was going to change everything because he had a national title ring from the 1AA level. This program needed this energy. It needed, from many standpoints, starting on the recruiting trail, they had to get better depth, better quality, and this recruiting with 2019 commitments, whatever it is, is
1: huge.
0: But the fans needed to have a little boost. It ended in Nashville. That loss at Vanderbilt, not just because it was lost, but because how poorly it was executed, coached, and played, stopped the program dead in my mind. I think it's really cool that in week three of this season, they get to go back to the SEC, back on the road with a game that I think will measure the enthusiasm of this fan base. How many people make that even longer drive to Starkville, Mississippi, than Nashville? I think it's longer. Maybe not. Maybe actually it's not. I think about it. I think it's about two and a half hours from Memphis to Nashville and Memphis to Starkville. Anyhow, I think a lot of fans are going. And I think if they win,
2: the fan base will be lit again. Well, I don't even think is they don't even have to win. They have to look really good. They just have to play good. Play better than the team did last year at home. Yeah, because... That Mississippi State team was really good, though. Yeah, and they lost a lot. They lost a lot. <laughs> but they also have... You know, the transfer quarterback coming in. So, you know, they got some stuff. But we got to look at this. I mean, you can look up north here a couple hours away at a school in Nebraska. And when Tom Osborne, you know, retired, Frank Solich took over. And he did good things. They weren't bad. No. But then he got ran out. Yeah. Okay. And they haven't been the same since. No, they haven't. Now, with Scott Frost there, things will change. He's going to bring it back. He will bring it back. It'll be a contender, eight, nine to 11 win seat team, I think, every year. Right. They will be in the Big Ten conversation with the Ohio States and Michigans and Penn States of the world pretty quickly. So, can Kleiman do it? I think so. I, I don't know why I think he can do it. Do I expect it to be at Nebraska's level? No. I don't think K State will be 9 to 11 wins type of school because it's just, it's different. Um, So. Only two programs. I mean, Penn State struggled when the whole Joe Paul thing. Yeah. And it's take, you know, Franklin had one year there that was really good, that they were on the verge of getting over the hump. But, you know, I mean, if, if K-State wins eight games, that's a good year. Obviously, we all want them to do more and, and be better, but if they go eight and four every year, great. And you throw in a couple ten-win seasons there in the mix, you know, two every ten years, hey, I think that's good for K-State. Only two programs in, in my
0: assumption, my th- approach – to this you know I've I've done a lot of historical stuff with college football and and most of the great football programs grew out of World War II guys came back from Europe and the Far East and went into college football as men Nebraska, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, UCLA Notre Dame, USC Penn State Um, I'm leaving off programs I would imagine Texas Oklahoma Nebraska they all recruited those guys and immediately became football powerhouses. There's never any changing that. That's a club that, you know, that's Mount Rushmore. You're not going to take anyone out of that. Even if UCLA sucks, they were still the tr- a traditional power. I think only Florida State and Miami have kind of joined that group, probably because of the market they're in. Mm-hmm. And they could do that. Kansas State will never be in that club. No. No matter how good they get. You know, I'm trying to think who's risen up Wisconsin. Never. They've been great. They're not in that club. They'll never be in the club. They're just not. I mean, maybe 20 years of winning would put them in the club, but I don't see it. I just don't see how you can do that, have 20 years of winning, because programs like Michigan that's in the club couldn't do it. Penn State couldn't do it. Ohio State's had their down times. Clemson would be in the club. They're probably already in there. Yeah, that's a good point. I think those. I think the South is probably a place. Uh, Florida would be in the club. Georgia be in the club. I don't know if they were post World War II. Maybe they were. I haven't really looked at that. Tennessee. Some of those SEC programs have moved into it just because they're SEC. But Clemson would be another exception. Mm-hmm. So you just threw my theory out the window. But that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna jump around on the script a little bit here, Marcus. because okay. We, I think we got enough questions to get us through uh, three full segments and not really have an overtime. Uh, Wildcat Wabash asks this, uh, if Kleiman only wins four games this first year, do you think that has the potential of uh, being too big of a setback in recruiting and fan support that he couldn't overcome it
2: long-term? If he only wins four games this year? No. No, I I don't don't expect much. I mean, I think the Vegas odds are five and a half, which I think is perfect. If they win six games, great. If they win four, so, you know. It's year one the cupboard was bare with depth you know there's it's gonna take time just like it did it like it is in Nebraska right now for Scott Frost and he ran off a lot of players you know they were terrible. they how many games they win last year three three or four do you do see him calling running them off no. You got to give it time, and and you know, obviously, you can kind of tell certain by certain how the product that you're putting out there if it's close or if it's going in the right direction. Like with Ron, it was going downhill, and you could see it going downhill right. after that first year. Well, um, so many coaches left. So many coaches left. You knew there was something rotting on the inside. Yes, you knew there was something rotting on the inside. So if you hear something in year two, three, if you start to see certain things that you saw with the Coach Prince era, then you know it's not probably going to come back or it's not going to start getting better. Let's let Ricky Tiki Tavi, great name by the way, uh,
0: round up the uh, first half of this Powercat podcast. At what year under Kleiman should we start evaluating him? for him and not what Snyder left behind. In other words, what year do you say, okay, this is what Kleiman is going to be at Kansas State? 3-5. Three 3-5. Three you know, for me, uh, taking this to basketball, it was four, year 4. And I still was completely wrong. You know, I, I'm like, it's four years, the town he inherited's gone, the program's bottomed out, um, let's make a change. And I, and I admit, I was wrong. I, did, I really never ever saw this uptick happen now are they as good as I think they possibly should be and maybe not but so even then basketball and football are different beasts. If you get into year four and you don't see the talent, you're not going to recruit your way out of that
2: with one star player. I would say year five because his first recruiting class is trash trash I don't I mean, mean that. I don't mean that in quality it's just, It just doesn't yeah. really count towards him yeah, even the second. Because he hasn't even played. And if you start recruiting, if you, so when they start playing this year, say they start playing good, you still only have three months, three or four months to recruit. Most kids already know where they're going. You right. can't just change some kid's mind. So I think it's that, what would be the second full year? So 2021 20, 20, class. 21 class when they're juniors. Sophomores to juniors, you kind of have you'll kind of get a gauge Mm -hmm. on where they're going. But then you know, so I would say five, so that you can allow those kids to mature and grow. So I'd give him five years, unless he went like one and two, like unless it fell apart. Unless it's like one and ten this year, one and ten next year, one and ten the next year after that, then you have to. I
0: I, and I absolutely don't
2: see that happening. No, I I think they'll get six wins. I really do this season. Mm -hmm. I do too. Do I think it's going to be more than that? No. Do I think it could be less? Yeah. I think it'd be four. It could be five.
0: Big 12's tough. <laughs> he actually is coming in a year with some new coaches and some changes, and and if he's the one that can catch him at the right time, he he could. I haven't even looked
2: at the schedule. It depends on his home games.
0: Yeah. But it's, luckily it's a year with five home games in the Big 12. And, you know, your road games, one of them is Kansas. Oklahoma State. Texas and Texas Tech. So, That's the home games. Those are the road games Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. So, and sometimes it's better to have a road game. Yeah. Like, get away. Yeah. Well, but you can win at Kansas. You can win at Tech. You can win at Tech. It's the new coach. They've done it in the past, but with a new coach, new system, you might catch them at the right time. So sometimes the road game's good uh, because honestly, I don't care where you play in Oklahoma in your first year of coaching at Kansas State, you got problems. You just don't have the talent. You don't have the. They matchup.
2: should win their non-con games. All be uh besides Mississippi State. Just we just throw that one out there. But like any other non-con game, they should. So
0: be. you're you're just like me. Two and one in the non-conference. Four and five in the conference. Six and six overall. Take it. Move on. Recruit off of it. Build off a bowl game. Be, I'm fine. It'd be 100% a successful season. Right. Four wins. It's not fatal. No, it's not fatal.
2: Regroup. I think that's what people expect. Yeah. I mean. Well, the odds makers. I I mean... The over-under is 5.5. That's another question from K-Ned that I'm going to throw in here. I say over. Would I bet it? No. I say over, but I wouldn't bet it. Right. And if you ask your your good friend, somebody that we both know, Kelly, she would say probably not bet it, too. She'd probably say under. If you're betting the
0: odds, just taking your passion out of it, I don't know. I'll ask her. I'll text her later and say, what would you
2: do with the 5.5? she probably take under. Yeah, because... Well, I don't know. She, she sees the odds. She, she, it depends where the money's at on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: it for the first half of this PowerCat podcast. It's Marcus Watts, former Kansas State Safety, and Tim Fitzgerald here in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. That segment was brought to you by Tanner's. I don't even know if I mentioned that. Get into Tanner's this weekend. Go see them. And, of course, uh, get into the fridge for your alcohol needs. They are the proud sponsors of this. You can subscribe to this podcast that's sponsored by The Fridge uh, at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Just go click that podcast bar at the top of go Powercat, pull it down, subscribe. And give them after you give it a sample, give us a rating. Give us, let us know how you feel about the PowerCat podcast. We hope you like it. We enjoy doing it. We're going to do it a lot more often come this fall. And we'll be back with the
1: second half of this week's podcast. The gang will return with more of the Power Cat Podcast.
3: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Back to fits on the Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Powercat
0: Podcast from the WTC Gig Pirate Studios. It's Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of gopowercat.com, and join this week. For a couple podcasts for Marcus Watts. Riley's on vacation. Zach's doing other things. Watts said,
2: let's do some podcasts. Yeah.
0: And I said, it's yeah. It's been a
2: while. I was like, "I've been thinking about it, so.
0: So we were sneaky. The secret podcasts is what I called them, were the code words with people. I DM'd people on the website and said, hey, send us questions. We don't write. We want Riley to know we're doing it. <laughs> so this is the second one of them. Hopefully he realizes by now we've done it. <clears throat> Hopefully he hasn't turned off the Twitter machine or or uh, gotten off the message boards completely while he's in Hawaii. <clears throat> Rough life he's got.
2: Yeah. Rough. I've been there. It's probably humid as all get out right now. I would not want to be in Hawaii right now. He's at,
0: he's at the North Shore. Do you think he's gonna take up surfing?
2: Actually there's no waves right now.
0: It's not well, the season four.
2: According to his last podcast, he's great at softball, so he's probably great at surfing. <laughs> Your island.
0: Shot across the bow. Mm-hmm. Contracat gets us started here. We're sponsored by the fridge. The second segment's brought to you by the High Low down in Aggieville. Stop in and say hi to Seth and everyone else, or say High Low. Contracat, here we go. What is the biggest evolution in college football since your playing days? And uh, I think you mean schematically,
2: and well, how- probably the zone read, because it really wasn't. It came in. It's everywhere, but it came in at the end, tail end of my. Does his own read loss its effectiveness because so many people do it? Players. Uh, uh, a I mean, more. more there's more defenses to defend it, right? I mean, but players it, have defensive players have seen it a lot more. Yeah, but I mean, still, you got. There's more film on it. You know, there's. You know, Vince Young took it to the next level. Oh. He could make the wrong call and still get it right. Exactly, and so it's Michael Bishop. Yeah, so it's kind of—I mean, it's kind of around my time and stuff. But where they've taken it and the passing game, like literally, honestly, the passing game—it's impossible. Some, some of them are impossible to defend. Like you could run certain play every single time, and if you don't have the the athletes on the defensive side to man play man to man, you're never going to stop it. That's the biggest thing. Except for the quarterbacks, you know, the bad throw, turnover stuff. That's what stops some of these offenses. That's the only thing that can stop it. We talked about in the previous podcast
0: the challenge of getting receivers and maybe the advantage of getting running backs for this program because of how it's schemed. Is it a good sale for a cornerback to say, yeah, come to the Big 12, you're going to get challenged every day?
2: Or is it a – or to, Corners probably go, I don't want to go there. I'm going to look like a fool. I think it depends on what program you go to. Because if you go a program that plays a lot of zone, I don't know if I'd want to go there. No. That's... But, uh, you know, somebody that plays, you know, a lot of man- – I think the NFL will probably look more at whether or not you can play man-to-man.
0: Zone's kind of a pit you get lost in because if you're playing zone to survive because you don't have the talent at corner – then you can't get the talent at corner because they're looking at you playing zone and they don't want to do it.
2: Yeah. I mean K State played a lot of zone mm-hmm. under Coach Snyder. You know. It's safe.
0: And which was his point. Let's not give up points. Yeah. Let's well, get the I ball think back and because they the
2: same I totally I don't think things are going to be as radically different as people. I I I, I mean the bid but don't break is frustrating. Trust me. It is. I mean, I think this staff will be more aggressive, but um, they took the bend, but don't break too far. In my opinion, yeah, they let them. When you're get... playing 10, 12 yards off, as a cor- honestly as a corner, I'd want to be either two or three yards. You know, more no more than five. I don't want to tackle you. I want to break up the pass. Well, I don't want you at full speed. Yeah, and I'm backpedaling. I'm toast. I'm, yeah, you have no chance. Well, first of all, if it's me, I can't backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fall down. I'd be a
0: bad corner in so many ways. Well, let's, let's take this as the next step from I Like Pickles', Cla- I like Pickles cat. Uh, we hear about this offense a lot. We've talked a lot about this offense they're going to run, similarities with Coach Snyder, differences. But Kleiman's a defensive guy, and Scotty Hazleton is the most proven on this staff in some ways. As an FBS coach, I think Van Malone and, and uh, Buddy Wyatt might have something to say about that. But uh, what will... Change in the schemes on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think they'll be more man? Try it.
2: I mean, you got to have the players to do it. I don't don't know if they have the players to do it. And they're not going to do it just to do it. That's fatal. Yeah. And so that's been the problem with K State. You know, they had Duke and um, Reed. Mm -hmm. They could have been more aggressive with those two. I agree. But they didn't still. I think Duke was a better. Man- Duke's a, man, a better man-to-man than he is his own. Yeah. even though and, he, and that's why he got, you know, drafted.
0: He got a chance, yeah.
2: So, um, I, I think they'll try to be, but they have to be careful. There'll be probably some more zone read or zone blitzes where you may be, you know, bringing a linebacker but dropping a, a defensive lineman back into that hole, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think you'll see much more man-to-man. Look, the – the spread offenses that are in the Big 12, with man-to-man, if you don't make the first tackle, you're done.
1: Mm-hmm. And all, so
2: it's better to probably play zone more um, and try to get him to make mistakes. I love hearing you argue with yourself. Because your mentality is, let's play man. Let's. I, I, I want to. But... You, but you have to. You understand the pitfalls of that. I do.
0: Because these these schemes, these spread schemes, are all about spreading you out. That's why it's called that. And creating one on one opportunities. There's
2: few teams that can just play man in, in, in college football. I've seen some really good corners. Look, and that's Clemson. That's Alabama. Look the fool trying to tackle a guy in space. Like, like those are the only schools that could probably. Like, Alabama plays man to man a lot. If you were a defense coordinator, what would you do? With this team, with this team, that's where I'd play, uh, I'd bend but don't break. Get out, I'd play zone, out. and I would keep everything it. in front of you and tackle well. I'd freaking hate it, but I would do it. I would do it, but pick some battles. Yeah, change gotta, it up once. You
0: got to change it up. You got to give. Quarterbacks I'd bring some. Looks. I'd
2: bring. Exo- I would bring it Exotic blitzes. I would. I would throw some wrinkles in there. Drop some. Drop two defensive linemen. Bring three linebackers. I mean, I would do a whole bunch of different stuff like that, but. This so K State does not have the athletes to compete with the athletes that we will play. So, and that's not a knock on all those guys. No. It's just they're just they're better they're just better athletes. Some of them were recruited to do exactly
0: what they were doing at Kansas State. Can you transition them into different things under Scotty Hazleton? I think they will be more aggressive with blitzing, but they will not be Phil Bennett. No. Because Phil Bennett Phil Bennett had some dudes. But when he was at Baylor, (laughs) he had some dudes, but he also had an offense that could cover up their mistakes. Exactly. K-State doesn't have an offense like that. They don't have an offense like that, nor is this offense, like Snyder's, designed to do that. They're not designed to score a bunch of points real quick. You get down by 21, it's going to be a slow grind back. Maybe they'll get there. But the problem is if your defense can't stop them, your defense can't stop
2: them. K-State's offense and K-State's defense are similar. And that they want the score to be twenty-one to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Well, Baylor—that's something. Phil Bennett wanted it to be forty-five. To, you know, a shootout. Right.
0: That's something Cliff Kingsbury never understood. He was such an offensive mind; he couldn't grasp the defense aside. You couldn't couple the defense he was trying to play with the offense he was doing. You, the two have to work together. Yeah. You. you I mean, you can't run the spread and then just plan to outscore everyone and not have anything going on in defense. Baylor really Art browse is a horrible human being, but a great football coach, and he understood that. Let's attack. Let's create some more opportunities for our offense because we took the ball away. And if they score every time, they don't turn the ball over, we'll still outscore
2: them, and that
0: worked for them for the most part until they got to the really good programs.
2: Until they got to really programs that could put up those points and could stop their offense. Yeah, I don't know if they would stop them. Let's just—they wouldn't stop them. They would slow them down okay. because they couldn't stop them.
0: I like Pickles wants us to flip it over to the offense now. Um, is They ran about two-thirds of the time at North Dakota State. And and I think that's skewed because they were ahead. And almost every game they were ahead, so they handed the ball off, ran the clock out, and got out of there with a four-touchdown victory. Hey, hey. I think it will be closer to 50-50. But is he going to have to throw it more at Kansas State to deal with the Big 12?
2: No. You can throw 50-50. You can do it 50
0: Well, that's I, I agree with 50 but two-thirds running I don't think will work. Unless you're really freaking good at it, and then you can run the ball and score
2: touchdowns. And Well, are you saying this year, or yeah. are you saying in general? I think they're
0: going to be playing from behind.
2: Which oh, they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing more than— They're going to have to throw. They're going to have to throw more. That I mean, that's the only—do I think they want to? No. So maybe in four years, it may— may be maybe complete opposite. Because they may be able to control the game, and their defense will be better, that they can stop people more. Maybe they'll have to throw the ball so much this season to catch
0: up that they'll convince receivers they can catch the ball at K-State. <laughs> they'll get good receivers and then go back
2: to running the ball. Conspiracy it's not that bad. hard to catch the ball. It's more hard to get separation. Catching the ball is easy. That's not the problem. It hasn't always looked easy. That's not the problem at Kansas State the last couple of years. It's been Nobody can get off a man-to-man. Nobody can get off separation. Sorry, that's just point blank what it is. Don't watch the ball. Watch the f- watch the field. Watch the receivers. Don't watch the quarterback. Watch the receivers and see if they get separation. See where Skyler's having to throw the ball. Is he have to throw it in a two-yard window, or does he got a five-yard window? It's a it's up to the receivers to give him that five-yard window, and that and that doesn't happen. Now, if Skylar becomes a really really good quarterback. That two-yard window becomes a five-yard window in his eyes. Yeah. All right. Like Patrick Mahomes? No. A half a yard is 10 yards. Put the ball into the... He's going to hit the spot. Yeah. This guy there just isn't there yet. No, he might. He could be there this year.
0: Get more... Get out more, Cat. i finally put it together. This guy's a homebody and he wants to get out more. <laughs> I'm encouraging you to do that, too. What qualities of Coach Snyder's should Coach Kleiman try to emulate to be successful at K-State? Where should he change it up besides recruiting, which is obviously different?
2: Zero. Zero. Absolutely zero. Kleiman just needs to be himself. I agree. Just do your own thing, man. But you have to respect. Right. Here's here's where we have to always get into this, because this is what Prince didn't do. You have to respect what Coach Schneider had done, and what he's and what he's meant to this university and this program. If you try to trash everything he's done and try to throw everything out the door and say, this is my program now, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do, I don't care what's been done before, it'll never work. I don't care if you were friends with Coach Schneider and a big donor.
0: I don't care if you were a former player and prominent and want to come back. Ron Prince
2: was threatened by that, and he didn't want him in the building. Chris Kleiman won't be that way. No. No, he's he's very secure. I guarantee... I he hasn't taken down probably the lifting records over the last six years (laughs) well that's a great transition right into
0: the next question because that's exactly it they kept Chris Dawson, the strength and conditioning coach. So it's all relevant, it's all comparative. Old Fella gets us going here at the end of the second segment. We'll wrap this up with Old Fella of a couple questions. I've heard that KSU's strength and conditioning program is among the most demanding in the Big Twelve. That said, it doesn't seem to get much notice. What's your view of the quality intensity of the program and any changes
2: Kleiman might have made to it? I mean, I don't know what Kleiman's doing. I've heard it's it's probably just as bad. It's nuanced. Just Look, as bad. <laughs> when a when a when a coach comes in the first year, he's probably going to test his players. Oh, absolutely. So, I want you to quit if you're not hard if you're not tough. Enough. He's probably bringing him into the ground a few times. He's probably not going to run him too much into the ground. Um, Coach Snyder's in the way he went about things from when I was there. Obviously, different strength and different coach. It was just tiresome, more than anything. Um, work to do work instead of work to accomplish things? Correct. Yeah. And so... I've heard. But that's just kind of how the old school mentality is. Very. So it just, it, it, you know, people just going through the motions, just trying to get through it and just get out Yeah, type of thing. Um, they, I think Dawson's done an amazing job. And, and what he did at KU before he came here was – He played a big role in Mike yes, success. Very much so. So he, he's got all the pedigree and stuff, and, you know, I'm happy they were able to keep him around. And I hope they do because I think he's a great strength. I mean, K-State looks bigger now than they have – you know, when I was playing, we were tiny. But it wouldn't matter for me. I mean, I'd have to be on steroids to, to look big. I could lift as much and eat as much. Can we try eating. that
0: out? Can we see if we
2: put you no. on steroids? I mean, I may get on steroids when I have surgery or something. Who knows? But. I just get <laughs> ripped. I, I went on steroids and, and got fat.
0: But they weren't the right kind of steroids. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> wrong steroids. Hey, Chris Dawson's a beast. I would
2: not want to go through one of his workouts. No. They got, they got two in the and the prominent men's sports they got two of the two great strength and conditioning coaches
0: look they have more equipment more technology more understanding of, of everything and that's really what's happening now is, is the science of conditioning has advanced tremendously
2: yeah it's not just all hey go run 100 yards <clears throat> 300 times you know I mean like that would have or 20 times it's good for you it's more structured now it's more like okay, it's more the okay, not just running a hundred yards is gonna be good. It's the effort in that hundred yards, you know, yes, you wanna give effort and stuff like that, but just hey, I ran I ran ten miles today, great what how does that how help long did you take a football you know player? like what is you know it's more specific, and then you'll have position oriented conditioning, right, which is more understandable now because you know the movements of players and what they need. Uh, Is better understand Now There's some people out here This next question from old fella Who think the paintball and everything
0: uh, Is new Those things were going under uh, Coach uh, in recent years Fun stuff, team building Morale building activities What wasn't happening was the social media accompanying it So you really didn't learn much about it Now Kleiman has embraced social media And they're there And they put up the fun stories how important are those things for a team, though, to go out and do something together
2: that's not football? Um, here's the thing. Players will look at it different. Some will think, God, I just want to go to my house. I don't want to have to go do this activity. Right. I'm around these guys all day, every day. Why do I have to go do this now? I just want to get away. You know? It is an opportunity to shoot someone you don't like, though. It is. You know, it's fun. You know, the barbecue stuff they had just had recently was fun. But, look, everything's built in the locker room. It doesn't matter what you do on that because if there's, if they're lock, look, there's issues last year within the locker room. Mm-hmm. They went paintballing last year. Mm-hmm. Did it help? Nope. It's all in the locker room. It's where it's that nobody sees that we will never see that you'll never see that's where everything's built no social media
0: will be in there <laughs> showing the stuff that goes on in a locker room no. the the natural
2: leadership or destructiveness of bad leadership that takes place and we saw teams will be destroyed or not destroyed when it comes and it's all comes Pe- people talk about a lack of leadership a team can be destroyed by an abundance
0: of bad leadership and that it seems false and phony and you don't want to buy into
2: it. Oh, yeah. Or or the feeling like, well, you're above us. Or the coach is sitting there, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this with your players and stuff, and then they do it. That's fake. Right. So. Should Go Powercat have a paintball activity? Yes, just so I can shoot
0: Riley. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's a good chance if we do paintball... Within the first two minutes of this activity, I will be down with an injury. So will I. <laughs> being shot by my employees <laughs> repeatedly. None of them helping me. They're just shooting me over and over. They've turned on me with paintball. I don't. Maybe uh, we should have paintball, but like take on someone else, <sighs> like WTC.
2: There you go. Well, GPC against WTC paintball. I'm out. Anything that has to do with physical activity besides golfing, I'm oh, out. For God's sakes, you're in the best. Until I, can, until I can get this back fixed, I ain't doing anything. Except for golfing, even though it's probably worse for your back. But I don't have to run <laughs> and pull okay. a hamstring. One final thing from old fella, uh,
0: and I'll handle this probably. Uh, when Coach Tuiasasopo was hired, there was a thought. They, they wouldn't have thought. I mean, they were pretty open about it. He's hired to bring in Polynesian players. We really haven't seen that. There was someone in the first class. And that just doesn't happen immediately. It doesn't. There's, there was a uh, tradition of some Polynesian players coming to K-State. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, there was just a few. Mario Fatafehi being the most recent memorable but
2: there's guy. There's also been some ones that came that were bad. Like we're supposed to be real good, when we're trash.
0: Right. You got to get the right guy. Just because you're Polynesian doesn't mean you're awesome. No, and it's hard to get him to Kansas. Bingo. Look, these guys
2: would have want to come to Kansas. If
0: they're truly Polynesian and they're coming from the islands, or yeah, even coming. a West Coast guy, man, get them to Texas is a challenge, and it's
2: warm. Yeah. <laughs> It'll don't happen. expect don't expect a lot. You can expect some. Do I want two defense tackles a year that are legit? Yeah. Because then K-State's going to be playing for big, toll titles. Just let the Pac-12 keep destroying themselves, and they'll start coming. Because it's happening. Because Pac-12 is god awful. Or we could just do what I really want and start stealing programs from the Pac-12 to expand. But then you'll never get them. They'll just go to those schools. They'll just go. They'll to go, those go to Arizona, Arizona State. Exactly. Bastards. Because it's closer. How about us here in I mean, Kansas? Sh- come on. We'll just get it real. Scottsdale, Phoenix, or Manhattan, Kansas. What, what if we started an advertising campaign?
0: Manhattan, the Polynesia of Central America that didn't sound right the Polynesia of Middle America there we go, we're no longer in Nicaragua yeah huh. Yeah. I don't know if that'll work or not get over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Spotify, subscribe, rate us do your thing Sign up for our YouTube channel. There's so much stuff we want you to do. We mostly want you to subscribe to GoPowerCat.com. It's 30% off an annual subscription. Get that done. Football's coming. There's not a better special that I know of unless they spring one on me. Just get, go subscribe. It, look, if you miss out on the, another special, I'm sorry, but you're still going to get value for what you subscribe to. The, the product, what my guys put out behind the paywall, is absolutely incredible compared to any other media outlet. It is truly premium analysis, commentary, coverage, interviews that you don't get other places, and uh, inputs you don't get other places. We've been doing this a long time. That means I'm old. Um, But that also means I've been around it, and I know a lot of guys like Marcus Watts who's here offering his input. We're not here to be friends with the coaches and players. We're here to cover Kansas State football and basketball and do it in an unbiased, independent manner. We don't work for the university. Our what we put up isn't driven to sell tickets or anything. It's driven to feed the fans what they need to know, what they want to know, and what we believe to be the truth about KCN Sports. It's all at GoPowerCat.com. We're gonna take a break here. We're gonna come back with a hybrid overtime, maybe just a third segment. Got some questions about the Big 12 that I think are pretty good from KNED. That's on the other side of the PowerCat podcast,
1: sponsored by Fridge Holso Liquor. The gang will return with more of the Camp podcast.
3: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Back to Fits of the Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fringe Wholesale Liquor.
0: It's the overtime, or in this case, be the third half, which doesn't make any sense, but it's the Power Podcast. Does it ever make sense? I got so many pages here, Marcus Watts, Tim Fitzgerald, Marcus Watts, as we wind up a double dose of the Powercat Podcast on this holiday weekend, or week. It's just a week. It's weird having a fourth draw in the middle of the week. Yeah, next year it's on Saturday. Because next year's leap year. Oh, I get an extra day next year? Unfortunately. I'm going to screw around on the 29th of February. <laughs> I can do jack crap. Uh, some good questions here. We'll get to some Big 12 questions from k We kind of covered the over-under. He wanted it all in the Big 12. Let's real quick, though. Oklahoma, 10.5. I'd bet over. 10.5 wins? Yeah. Under. Under? You're including a bowl? Uh, including see, a bowl. I see. I don't know. This is from FanDuel. I don't know if that's regular season or bowl. It didn't include it. Let's say regular season ten and a half. I'd go under. I think it would be nine or ten. Texas nine and a half. Push. Yeah. <laughs> I can't push nine and a half, but I, I would. Ah, uh, that's this is why I don't gamble.
2: Yeah, this one's
0: okay. Okay, Ned, we'll get back to your big 12 questions because I want to start this off with Wildcat Wabash. Rank the talent level of the team these three coaches inherited. Love this question. Ron Prince, Snyder 2.0, and Chris Kleiman. Who inherited the most talent from their predecessor? I think Prince, even though it was down. Are you pausing here? You're just lost Uh, in this question Just lost What was the question Read it to me again Ron Prince Snyder 2.0 The 2009 Bill Snyder Or Chris Kleiman Who inherited the most team talent That's easy Prince Prince I agree I mean They had Jordy Nelson
2: for God's sakes And Marcus Watts Well you had Jordy Who had a very good NFL career On offense I mean James Johnson Oh yeah um, you know, you brought in Freeman, but you know, still was a, did well, not inherit, but you still brought him in. Um, defensively, you know, we had more, you know, Brandon Archer, Zach Diles, Rob Jackson, Steve Klein, defensive line, Ian Campbell. You know, I'm forgetting some people, but you had a lot of. People that had some experience playing, you know, and some of those went on to play in the NFL. If we use that as a measuring stick, the NFL, I don't know how many NFL
0: guys are on this team. I think Wyatt Hubert will be an NFL guy. I I think a couple of the offensive ones. He's
2: too small. You haven't seen him lately. Tall. Huh? He's He's not tall enough to play defensive end. Don't insult Thor. (laughs) I don't know. No, I mean,. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. Could Skyler maybe? Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot He's of got similarities. To show a lot of improvement.
0: There there are a lot more similarities between the state of the program all three times than differences. All three times, it wasn't horrible,
2: but it wasn't great, and the momentum had stopped. Ooh, I don't know. Snyder 2.0 was pretty horrible. He took over some crap they that did. Prince left. Some crap. I mean, they were bad. What they win last? Prince's last year three? five. They won five. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think they were five, seven, five, five. I thought it was like three or four, but they were crap.
0: Yeah, but still, it wasn't. I mean, dismantled. they, they uh, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, off, kind of weird question. You probably don't. Even, you, you've been so busy. I like Pickles Cat. Wants to know what we think of UConn going back to the Big East. Yeah, I saw that. It's weird. It's not good for Wichita State. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not at all. Yeah. My my. Cold? I don't
2: know what they're doing with football, though. That's
0: right. That's the big question. What are they going to do with football? They're going to go independent. There's no way they can go independent. They're going to try. That's all they got. They can't join. Can't they stay in the conference? They won't take them. They won't
2: let them. As with just football? Yeah, they said, no, get the hell out. It's not good for basketball. But UConn's been dirt. I don't Well, they know got if... caught cheating and fired their coach. And... Yeah, he just got a uh, three year show clause. Did you see that yesterday? No, I did not. Three year show clause, and they got a two year probation, two year ban from. Here's my cold take. If I'm Wichita State, I ask the Big East if we can be then.
0: Then you're in a conference with Creighton,
2: your old rival. You're in a true basketball conference. Yeah, I mean, that would be bad for Kansas and Kansas State if they got in Big East. I mean the biggest season isn't like it used to be, but that's why they brought UConn back. They want it. They want they felt like they
0: were missing a traditional piece and they needed it. Yukon is currently the only state university in
2: the big east. Why not bring in another state university? Look, Jim Calhoun ain't coming out of retirement and Jim Cal there ain't a Jim Calhoun sitting there. So UConn isn't coming back anytime soon. The finances of this baffle me. It's horrible for your overall budget. To How much stuff they've changed because <laughs> they just left two years ago, right?
0: Well, and they built a big football state. They got a nice new football stadium. Yeah, I don't know for a program that. Uh, I don't know.
2: All I know is if you're UConn, is UConn football Division One or Division One AA? They're one. They're. They just moved to one. Not too yeah, long not ago. too long ago. They maybe were re- they go back.
0: That's one of the choices. They go back down to FBS, but then they'll have, or FCS, they have the nicest stadium in FCS because it's so like 50,000 seats. That means they can get better recruits, probably. It's, it's, a I it seemed like a pretty sudden decision. Does football bring them money? Really? Well, not in the American Athletic. That's not, they don't have a big contract for football. It was a basketball conference that offered football. So yeah. financially, they do go down, but apparently they save a lot of money in travel because they'll play. If they go down? No, I'm talking basketball, because they'll now be playing Georgetown, Seton Hall, more regional. they have some other teams that get to go out. But I think, I think bringing in a program like Wichita State, couple them in there with Creighton and DePaul and kind of a Western thing going, I think would be good. I don't see it happening. No. But I'm just thinking out loud. That's why I called it a cold take. Okay. It's dead on the vine before it ever arrived. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a trend in my life. Okay, a couple of big 12 questions as we round up uh, the second of our holiday podcast. K Ned wants to know this is a great question. Uh, how important is this season for Gary Patterson? It's been up and down since going spread, and they had a lot of problems with injuries. And they can't seem to find the right quarterback, and now they're going to possibly try Alex Delton as a grad transfer.
2: Has their Alex Delton's not going to play in. at quarterback. I love Alex. I mean, Alex is a Hayes boy, but he's not. I don't think he'll be playing. The Here's perfect. my problem.
0: We talked about you've got to fit your offense with your defense. I, I don't think the spread was a fit for Gary Patterson football. I think they need no. to go more traditional. He needed to go the opposite. He was kind of caught in between with his offense We're going to run, we're going to pass da-da-da.
2: And then he decided to go spread, we're going to throw it I want to know work. what Just go What the They ball. expect TCU to be Do they expect him to be a Non-Power 5, 10-win team Is that what This Yeah. Ex, are those the expectations for TCU? He's not going to get fired Because to me, TCU Look, when they joined The Big 12 Look, their conference got 10 times harder it, they didn't have as many easy wins. They played one or two hard teams a year.
0: Does sound familiar?
2: What's going so, K State? Now they're joining the conference where they're having to compete with Texas, week in, Oklahoma, week
0: out. Attrition with injury. Yeah,
2: Texas. A- they're pe- they're competing for the same kids. Well, they're probably out of those you know the big names down south. They're at the bottom half, and I mean, yeah, they get some recruits, but. They're not going to get, if it's between Texas and TCU, kids probably going to go to Texas most of the time. Most of the time. Not so always. They may, get, they may get one or two, but. Well, lately, kids would go to TCU or attack over Texas just because. Yeah, but, you know. Herman gets it going again, which he is, You I can't think. just go. I don't I don't expect. I mean, TCU was good in when they, you know, I was happy to bring him in when they were beating all those, you know, having some good games and stuff, you but. Know.
0: K to asked about have they lost their identity. Well their identity was they were the F
2: the non power five power. They were the Gary Patterson, but here's here's what we talked about. He's a defensive coach. Mm. He brought in an offensive coordinator. Let him do his thing. Right. Does Gary know about offenses? Sure. He does, but Doesn't want he literally doesn't want to mess with him. No. It. But if you you bring in an offensive coordinator that wants to run his thing and it doesn't work, what do you do? You know, and they've had a lot of injuries. That program has been snake bit by injuries. A lot. Especially on the defense side of the ball. But, he ain't going anywhere. He got him into a Power 5 conference. It's kind of like Bill Snyder. Yeah, he's going to have to really, I don't want to say overstays
0: welcome because that's not true of Coach Snyder either. Just kind of Make it obvious that things are only going to erode further, which is what happened at Kansas. Yeah. State. Uh, he's fine, yeah. but as Canyon said, he he looks tired. He just doesn't look like the same Gary Patterson. I think he's a little frustrated with the program. Life was easy it's in not the Mountain an easy West. School to
2: recruit to either.
0: <clears throat> well, in in some ways, yes and no. If you're a non-power five team and you're sitting there in the Metroplex in Fort Worth, it's great. Yeah. The players you can get to to Fort Worth are going to be better than anything else in the Mountain West and good enough to go beat an Oklahoma in a
2: one-game. One game every five years. Right. Yeah.
0: Now you're getting good players, but you're not getting the same level of players as other teams in the conference. You don't have the best players in the conference. This is going to be Chris Kleiman's challenge, too. You will not have the best players. You will not have two games in your schedule that you really have to prep and rev
2: up for. You are going to have it week in and week out. You're going to have to play mistake-free and be as healthy as possible and catch a lot of these teams on an off day. They were they could play horrible in half their games and win by three touchdowns. That,
0: that sentence is for TCU in the Mountain West and North Dakota State in yeah. the FCS level. Matt Campbell is good at Iowa State. I'm impressed with him. Uh, but is he the 19th best coast, coach in the country, according to one list? Uh, unanimous being the third program in the Big 12, coming off a 96th-ranked offensive year with Hakeem Butler and David Montgomery. That is a great question. Offensively, there's no way they're going to maintain what they had. Those are two NFL guys. Those are two really good players. Yeah,
2: but they also lost their quarterback.
0: Or well, that, or Two quarterbacks. That's the most amazing thing he's done at Iowa State. Yeah. Is they have survived quarterback issues that would have been fatal to everyone.
2: If it, their quarterback would have been healthy, they'd have been top 50 in offense last year. Easy. If they can get a quarterback to stay healthy, and be really good through a whole season, because they have Purdy's back, right? Yeah. If he stays healthy, I think they'll I think they'll improve offensively. Because everybody just focused on David Montgomery last year. That's all you had to do. Yeah, they struggled a little bit when when he was out. Yeah. Is is he the real deal, Campbell? I think it's too early to tell. Still, and yeah. what, what is it? Year four. I mean, it's Iowa State. What's the real deal, seven eight wins. That I mean, I look at them a lot, like K State, seven eight wins a year is a good year. Throwing some ten wins every once in a while. Is he capable of that? I don't know if he is. I mean,
0: they did it in the early two thousands. I can see him being a guy that kind of sets up shop at Iowa State. Think and. You know, he can say I'm staying, but come on, man. Ohio State, if they come an offer, Michigan comes an offer, you're going to leave. He'll eventually but he, leave. But I he mean. might get him to seven seven wins a season consistently, never quite get that next offer, and the fans will go bored with seven wins when They'll they They'll
2: have a year like Seneca Wallace's year. they got to hit the the right formula. Yeah. It, that's the same thing with KC. They've got to hit the right formula.
0: Look at Kansas. They found the right quarterback with enough good players— in the right sequence of timing, when K State dropped off under Ron Prince, and they had success, they hit the jackpot. Yep. I don't so. know. They've
2: got to beat Iowa. That's but I do think question. he's he's probably easily one of the top twenty coaches in the country.
0: That's his next question. How big is the Iowa game, the Cyclone game for him? He's he's got to win that game. He's got to stop losing to Iowa. They're, oh yeah. That just kind of. I feel like that's. One of those games, kind of like Bill Snyder would beat, coaches that have more talent, have more enthusiasm. But I'm the old veteran. I'm the chess master. I know what pieces to move to win this game, even though I'm inferior. I think Kleiman has that. I don't know. We're gonna find out. That's
2: people ask. Do you get this a lot? How good's Casey gonna be this year? I mean, yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah. What do you think about team this year? Do you think they're I have no idea
0: Yeah you want to go Look it's my job to to guess Educate a guess But it is I don't really I would almost say What do you th- I do this
2: What do you think I want to know what you think As a fan I value that I don't know I think the expectations Need to be as low as possible As a fan I, I would in agree anything, I, I see some scary in, in, expectations In anything that happens Yes you know, don't expect too much just because you like what he says or, oh, you heard this news. Oh, that's awesome. You know, just calm because one or two injuries could turn this season into a dumpster fire. It's a, it's a sweet spot. It's hard to find it. It's hard not to be like, eh, whatever. We'll see what
0: happens. And it's hard not to be... Uh, Boy, they're going to be really good. I think they're going to win nine games. Da-da-da-da-da. You got to find that optimistic realism, yeah,
2: in which to exist. Turn off the purple glasses. Turn off the purple Kool-Aid. They
0: have some positives here. They could be pretty good.
2: They're going to be good in this position, you know. But
0: what's going to happen? It's entirely possible this team, this season, it'd be a little bit different team under Bill Snyder. Could have fewer wins under Chris Kleiman than it would have under Coach Snyder. Oh, yeah. Simply because it was a proven system.
2: Well, yeah. It's a, you knew the offense in and out. This is all new schemes, all new stuff, all new coaching. I mean, all, you know, you knew what you were going to do against Oklahoma with Coach Snyder and offense. You know, Oklahoma knew what you were going to do too. So, right. I mean, it goes, This is a lot of different scenarios. It's, it's
0: new for the coaches, and it's a new system. And it might work great, and it may not. And we just don't know until they start playing football. Coach Snyder might have gotten the same group to six wins. Coach Kleiman might end at four. Maybe it was slipping and it would have been four wins under Snyder and Kleiman gets six. We'll never know that exact comparison, but I know this. Unless this team goes two and ten, even three and nine. Someone asked earlier about four wins. Would I be happy? No. Would I take it? I'm 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 not gonna be down. I'm still gonna think the future could be good. But I'm also not one who believes, as some older players and some fans, that only Bill Snyder can do it at Kansas State. Nobody else could possibly do what he did. He was a miracle worker. Brilliant coach. But he also built something that can be sustained by another coach. Yeah. The program has been built. It's not 1989. Hell, it's not 2009. The facilities are incredible. The tradition is there. The fire within the fan base there. And... The name recognition is there. Kids growing up know Kansas State football, and it's never going to be Texas, Oklahoma in their hearts and minds. But four or five years down the road, they be getting good players again—the kind that they got at Kansas State in the early 2000s. Yeah.
2: Here's the thing: Kansas kids that are highly recruited, they want to leave because it, I would rather go. I'd get. I want. I mean, the state's nothing. It's a good state. They don't have enough talent to sustain one football program, let alone two. Yeah, there's just not a lot to do here. It's like, but if I get recruited by someone, like, you know, like when the Brown brothers left, I totally get it. Why wouldn't you go to Miami? Why wouldn't you go to Florida, state of Florida? You know, but obviously, we all, you all, we all look at it like, oh, you're just gonna be another guy there, which in some ways is true. Which is true, or you could be the man here. I'd probably still go to Florida to the the beach. (laughs) It's
0: interesting. You know, so. They have to get it built up to the point where kids want to go. The same can be said for Nebraska at one point. But kids grew up with Nebraska football.
2: And if you're a Nebraska kid, you want to go. Got to go there. Um, But it's also going to take a recruiting cycle, I think, mm -hmm. of kids to do it. Kind of To start the wave.
0: We'll see. There's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for a couple podcasts, partner. You no got problem. things to do. You got to get back to your life. Got to go check out your meat that's smoking. Yeah. That sounded dirty. Didn't mean it to. This is the Power Cat Podcast. Got some work stuff I got to get going to, too. Woo! Yeah. Have a great 4th of July. I'm not sure when the second podcast of this dual podcast will be up, but be safe. Have a great holiday. Have a great weekend. This is the Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor,
1: and we will be back next week. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.